1: These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the
2: leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Warning! This podcast may contain bad language and content and more language in sports that some listeners may find inspirational, and the language might be inspirational, and the language might be offensive. And the content. That's a long disclaimer today. It was rambly. Do you want to do it again? Nope. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast
3: with your hosts T, Cleaves and Selena.
2: Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Hello, and welcome back to
1: Seesaw. We are here with another wonderful episode with Naki,
2: but it's not just Naki. Selena, how are you? I'm okay. I like, why is it you have so much energy outside of the podcast? And as soon as we record, <laughs> so, it's like, Well, oh, bit... I'm just going to do an intro. And, you know, Selena's not going to turn up until, like, midway through. And
3: Sorry, sorry. It's just, uh, it's the big question, isn't it? How are you? It's, it's loaded. It's, it's...
2: How was your lunch?
3: Lunch? Dinner. We never record at lunchtime.
2: Dinner, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> your tea.
3: Oh, don't call it tea. It's dinner. It was all right. I had beans on toast, which is not the kind of food I normally eat.
2: Not an athletic meal, that? No. All those beanie proteins. What
1: sort of bread? Was it uh, adult bread or kid bread?
3: It was adult bread. What was it? Super grain.
2: Yes! That is the best bread. It is the best bread. Let's be fair. Um, Do you have any sauce with your beans on toast?
3: Well, they were baked beans, so it's already in sauce.
2: No, man, like barbecue. Or brown. No. or Or a bit of spice. But what are your thoughts no. on crunchy beans? Nah. What? <laughs> nothing out, I'm nottingham at all. Okay, <laughs> crunchy beans. Some people that I know like to put sweet corn in their beans. No. For an added crunch. No. I fucking hate sweet corn, so I don't do this. However, I do sometimes dice up some red pepper, add it to my beans. Crunchy beans. No. Beans with a crunch? No. <laughs> don't don't keep saying no. Come back <laughs> to me when you've had do you like sweet corn?
3: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> God damn it. Do you like red pepper?
3: Pepper's fine, yes. But fine. I don't not with baked beans. Yeah, fine with kidney beans or butter beans or proper beans, but not baked beans. Stop being
2: discriminatory. Beanist. Be- <laughs>
3: Give it a go, <laughs> mate.
2: It will change your life. Add crunch to your beans. I think we've gone off on a, a severe tangent here about beans.
3: So, what sports have you guys been doing lately?
1: Tea. How's <laughs> 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 that was <an> artery arm coming <laughs> along? Well, by that, if you mean I've not thought about it once since because it brings me to tears from those savage,
2: savage burns. Not at all. How about you, Mister Cleves? None of that shit. Don't um, need to. My physique's already into top performance. I was trying to think on the fly something that I could
1: suggest you had a physique of, but Atlas, <laughs> a god. Yeah, if we're talking an atlas from a library
2: <laughs> or a god, but one of the fat ones, Dionysus. <laughs> he says drinking wine. Yeah, that 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 probably is you. To be fair, I'm not in poor shape. I never said you were. I mean, am in an acceptable shape. I just don't do a lot of sport. Okay, got hectic lifestyle. All right, God, I do have sport-based things to talk about, though. So, it's a news. ish. It's not really news, though. Now, that I've said that. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, it's about Dwarf Sports Association. They basically get fuck all funding from. Disabled Sports Association UK if you're in Scotland. And apparently there's the Dwarf World Games, which I'm hoping by this point hasn't happened, in Cologne that I'm now advertising. And there's a lot of competitors there that are setting up like just giving pages and things like that because they have to fully fund getting there and their own accommodation and everything like that. So check it out. Give them some funding. Mm -hmm. Maybe just donate a fiver or something or whatever you can to try and get competitors there. Link in the show notes. So before we
1: get into Naki and talking about the sport of kings and queens, it's tennis. It's tennis and Wimbledon's a very poncy, like, (laughs) royal sport
2: okay why i'll go you do that tennis? why would you say that and mm. also it's not just about tennis it's like about park run and flying football and all sorts okay. of
3: ball let, yeah. let,
2: let me do that again then too late it's not getting cut now we're just going to go straight into the static into Naki. Oh, no.
3: Sport. let's talk sport because i love sport sport is my life i think everyone should do sport and I know you do. I heard a lot your of intro as well.
0: I heard your intro on one of the episodes. Man, she's good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, so I know you do tennis. I think you do goalball. I think you do parkrun. Which is your favourite sport? Which one do you want to kick off oh, with? Oh,
0: hands down, blind tennis it is it. It is one of the probably the few sports I could do seven days a week if I had the opportunity. Absolutely love it. And before I'd come to the UK and and like one of my friends at the RNIB introduced me to Metro Blind Sports and I thought like, oh my god there's so many sports out there which I'd never even thought about because growing up I mainly used to play cricket with my dad I'd, I'd done lots of martial arts and then at school I you know occasionally have a guide for running or like do a baseball like a bit of ba- baseball with my PE instructor etc but it wasn't really with an audible ball I mean the cricket was but nothing else and it was only when I got introduced to Metro Blanche Sports, I was like, my goodness, there's so much, so many amazing sports sports out there, and i had never really followed tennis, didn't know how the it was played, and just being on a tennis court for the fir- first time, because I clearly had no idea, I was in formal shoes and jeans, it was clear, <laughs> clearly I was so good, and uh, it was just a magical feeling to be on a tennis court, and this was in January 2016, and I haven't looked back since, it's been an an absolutely incredible journey, I've Hopefully, gotten better with time, and you know had had the amazing opportunities of playing in kind of national competitions and then internationals as well.
2: Just quickly but for me,
0: say,
2: yeah. anyone that might not know for our listeners, how is blind tennis different to regular tennis?
0: Firstly, it's blind people who play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably the biggest difference because that mainstream ball is fast and hard. You won't want to play play with that when you can't see it. But the scoring is pretty much the same. The basic concepts are the same. The adaptations are as follows. So depending on your sight category, just like in a lot of different sports, the rules are slightly different because when partially sighted people play, obviously they can see the ball a bit. So their court size is slightly bigger. But I'm going to talk about blind tennis because that's what I, I do. The net height is slightly lower, so it's 83 centimeters instead of regularly, which is 90. The baseline and tram lines are tactile and oftentimes the center marker as well. So you can orientate yourself on court, especially in the middle of rallies. And then if I'm serving to you, to Selena, for example, I'll be like, ready, Selena? She says, yes. I say, play. And then you've got two seconds to serve the ball. So because obviously there's no eye contact, so you have to say, ready, yes, play. And then you go to yeah. serve. And, and it's pretty much the same. You have to serve cross court. And generally for a blind player, you get up to three bounces because you can't really hear the ball in the air. So the first bounce is for you to know where the ball is and then the second or third to get towards it and then hit it back yeah. now depending on your sight those bounces reduce the better your sight and i would say those are probably the main adaptations so i actually have a ball here let, let me bring it down this is the rattle it makes when it bounces so you can kind of hear hear it and it's fairly soft so even if, even if it hits you in the face it's not too bad that's
1: how I played. A, that's always the thing people forget. Like I played blind cricket for around five, six years. It's like, oh, the adaptation, and, and people are, like, oh, how do you do it? It's like, is it a different ball? It's like, well, I play international style and domestic. Like here's international yes. ball, and they're like, that's solid. I was like, yeah. Wait oh, till it you in the face. You're lucky you're oh, something.
0: I've had it in the head once. It's awful. Awful. Yeah.
1: I had the uh, England number one player. Um, I was playing across at bat, and it came clean off the drive, and it hit me in the oh. eye. And I, oh. I was lucky to not shatter my orbital bone. It hit me that hard. Oh my God, man! And I don't remember the rest of the afternoon. Like, I don't I bet remember you don't. any of it. Um, should have probably gone to hospital, but yeah, that—that's the thing people forget. It's not about the adaptations. It's about the danger that comes. Oh, forward.
0: absolutely. I like tennis doesn't have that same danger to anything extent of the ball the much soft but like goal ball massively, because that's played with medicine balls quite heavy. Yeah. And, you know, you get all sorts of injuries, which I do as well, but but I absolutely love the thrill of it.
3: I think you like picking the most difficult things in the world and then mastering them. Because I've tried blind tennis. I've I've um my parents are massive t- um tennis players and I I've grew- oh. grew with tennis. So when I was partially sighted, I used to play with them mainly just like on um, half court tennis and then so when I oh. heard of line tennis when I lost my sight I was like oh god yeah I want to do that because I love tennis mm. it's so hard so hard it is really hard it, and it's it is really hard like because the ball is so
0: small yeah it's so and, small so you have to be very quick and very yeah very accurate
3: and you're scooping I felt like you ha- you have to break the racket across the floor a lot is that? It is depends, that actually. No, good way
0: no, no. no, you're absolutely right. It depends on absolutely depends on on the type of shot the person's done. Often, now when you're starting out, the people will normally do very kind of loopy low low shots. You're often having a scooping. Well, the more advanced the game, game gets, oftentimes that won't be the case. You can be hitting it from waist height as well, etc. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. You've got to, and that's the hard thing people don't realize about blind tennis with with multiple bounces because if it's one bounce, it's you know, easier to follow the trajectory. But with rebounds, you literally need to anticipate the height of the ball, the direction of the ball, the speed of the ball, the spin on the ball, all of the, those, and then make a judgment call on where where you are on court and where you want to hit it and how hard, et cetera. Mm. And that takes a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. But just something I love, and, you know, I love goalball as well. I really enjoy it, but I guess the reason I'm, I'm not so good at goalball is you need a team and a proper setting to practice it. And obviously I don't have that. Whereas with tennis, I just need to invite someone else and go like, yo, can we have a hit? Because the club I'm a part of, they're, they're pretty good. They've got the tactile lines and they've got the balls, et cetera. That makes life a lot easier in some ways. But, but, you know, I wouldn't quite call it mastering, but I do try and pick up hard things I and mean, then probably be oh, half decent of them. Honestly, Now I, you're being I would not call them
3: your achievements. Like. So you've played internationally like come on t- tell us about that what's it like to go to an international blind tennis tournament God
0: what can I say it was surreal and it was just amazing so I've played in two two internationals in 18 and 19 cuz since 2020 in covid we haven't had I mean we, we did have a friendly a friendly last year in Poland but that wasn't that had no ranking points so the first one I did was in 2018 in in Dublin and that was my first experience, a bit scary, but again, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, the following year, I went to, S- to Spain and again, really enjoyed that tournament and luckily finished kind of third. That was my f- first experience with a podium finish. And last year in Poland, I luckily won the tournament. So that felt extra, extra special.
3: See, master do everything. <laughs> no. What you just kind of, of won it. I you just, just say,
0: kind of won it, yeah. Really yeah, good. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, just kind
1: of. So what are you seeded now? You, you said, oh, I'm just trying to get better. I hope I improve, but you came So in, in the in UK,
0: <laughs> I'm the first seed. I won the nationals twice, but internationally, I think I'm the third seed.
1: So, yeah, only the the third best blind tennis player in the world. There's modesty and there's downplaying. No, no,
2: no. I want to know who's above you.
0: (laughs) You mean in tennis, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, this is really sad. But the world number one, who I have a lot of admiration for, an amazing amazing guy and the one I should blame for beating me twice in, in Ireland and in Spain. He was an amazing guy, bless him. He passed away a couple of years ago really an amazing guy who has to look up to a lot. So he's the world number one, obviously because there hasn't been a tournament since he passed away. He's still ranked world number one. And then the world number two is a guy I've only played once. He's from Mexico. So the world number one is from Japan. The world number two is from Mexico. I've only played him once. And I can say I did beat him on that occasion, but we weren't in the same, same goal the next time. So he's number two at the moment. And at the time he was a pretty good player. And obviously neither of them were there in Poland. When I played, but but there were other players. It, it's just incredible, and and as as you
1: you both said, Selena and, and Naki, like people don't realize how hard these games are. And I I haven't mm. given blind tennis to go, but that's because I was such a mediocre cricket player. I was thinking, oh, I'll give blind tennis a go. I always have to give something to go, and like that sounds terrifyingly hard. <laughs> and I wasn't that good when when the ball was only going in one direction let alone trying to find it.
0: <laughs> so. Still give it a try, mate. You never know. I think it's one of those things where some pe- people like it and some, some people absolutely hate it because they're like, I can't track the ball, I can't get it back. And I find the same with ball as well. Some people just go like, I hate it. Like, you get so injured and the ball hits you so hard. It's like, yeah, yeah but that's the fun of it, you know. You've got to <laughs> see what you like because i tried others. Like, I've tried pretty much every VR sport that I could get my hands on and, you know, every person loves their own little thing. I personally don't like stuff like bowling like archery and stuff not because they're not great sports but i just feel i'm very dependent on sighted people for that but also they're not sports that keep me physically active right and for for me i was thinking to, m- to myself like uh, a year or so ago why do i love let's say blind tennis and ball a lot more than running or cycling and i think the reason is the sense of freedom i feel on on a tennis court is probably a sense i don't feel anywhere else like i'm literally on that call by myself no sighted help i get to make the decision i get to run around because i know there's not going to be any obstacle as long as i know where i am and i get to make those decisions which is special because even when you're running you have a guide who's kind of being your eyes when you're cycling you you don't get to steer the bike you don't get to change the gears you don't get to blow the horn at no people well, yeah. I think not, I'm going to so... have
3: to argue with you about the running thing. Like, yeah, you have oh. a guide runner, but like as a 100-meter sprinter, it beats nothing than just running as fast as you can. Oh, I like, agree with
0: you on that completely. I love but, that. But in comparison to, to tennis, I would still rank tennis slightly higher than... <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of a sprinter. There's only once a year that I sprint Um, when they have the Metro Athletics Championship. Metro I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love it.
3: I haven't been there for years.
0: Maybe you can come down and we can see who who runs faster. You'll you probably be a lot faster than I am
3: because oh, I'm getting old. Though. I think you you're like, a bit. My body's well, you're like not what,
0: Three up. three years older than I am. That's not come on. Don't
3: put my age out there. It's one thing putting your own out there.
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm twenty one. Remember, so you're just twenty four. Fine. I think yeah,
1: we'll, we'll have to have seesaw Olympics then. <laughs> oh. yeah. I'll, I'll
2: pass. I'll sing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no but good.
3: you do park runs as well and i know a lot of visually impaired people sorry american listeners i don't know if you have park run in america okay, they do they do it's not so, that like, big okay.
0: actually it's not that big it's but they do good.
3: so park runs i know a lot of visually impaired people like love them and they've got a really good guide runner set up. is that what you utilize or
0: so i actually start, started running thanks to park run otherwise i never thought i would run or never thought i could run And it was, I think Parkrun had a stall at one of the RNIB exhibitions that I went to. They were like, do you fancy trying a 5K? And I'm like, I've never even run one kilometer, let alone. Because at school, the max we did was like 800 meters. Well, the max I did. And I was no good at that at at all because I had no idea about pacing or anything. And I was not very fit. So I was like, I'm not sure. Let's give it a try. And they were like, we'll find you a guide. And they did find me an amazing guide. And I did my first Parkrun in 2016. And it was awful. I had no idea how, how to run. So I would run and walk, run and walk, run and walk. And then I did it in, I think, the 38 minutes. Felt amazing. And then I did my second park run pretty much the same time. And my body obviously wasn't used to it. And I ended up with a stress factor at the end of it. So then I was oh. out for about three months or so. And then for the first year I was riddled with injuries, everything from plantar fasciitis to my IT band to... Because I guess when your body's not used to something, like running can can be quite stressful on your body, right? Especially running on tarmac and stuff. So I had a lot of injuries. And I used to ask a lot of my guides, like, when will I be able to run a 5K without stopping? And they were like, you will, trust me. And it happened after a year or so. So yeah, my running basically started with Parkrun. I used to normally email them. They used to find me a guide. And then slowly, slowly, I started to meet other people as well who then guided me. And then it went beyond Parkrun. And now I'm, I'm a member of a group called Achilles, where we run every Thursday. And there's lots of amazing guides that come there.
2: Sorry, did and you that's say Achilles?
0: how Achilles? Achilles International, yeah.
2: Right, people who are notorious. Not the injury. In the yeah, Not yeah, the yeah. injury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how interestingly I found my guide for the marathon. It was through through Achilles.
3: Hang on, you're doing a marathon now. Right, okay. We've moved I did one two years up.
0: ago.
3: You've done a marathon. Of course you've ago. done a marathon. Of course you've done everything. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> Second one's coming
0: in September in Berlin, hopefully.
3: Oh, wow. I've and what made you want there. to do a marathon?
0: Well, interestingly, at the time, so in 2019, I was friends with someone who worked at the Vision Foundation, and they kind of contacted me because they knew I used to run up until then, I had done a half marathon. So they were like, Do you fancy trying a marathon and doing it for us? And I'm like, Sure, why not? Because I'm crazy. And then I couldn't train train that much actually, and I was really great grateful the marathon got postponed to twenty twenty one. And I was like, I need to put in the miles and the hours because I want to get a decent time. Because as you guys have probably figured out, I am very competitive with myself. I like, and <laughs> my friends are like, "Mate, your first just worry about finishing on a like, nope, I need to get a good time." So I trained really hard, and I found my guy through through Achilles, and I was like, "Would you be interested?" Because he'd never done a marathon before. We started like started to do trying to do our do our training and. Obviously, one of the motivations was uh, as much money as you can kind of raise that for the Vision Foundation. And we absolutely smashed our target and stuff. And just the whole day itself, it was one of the most painful, but honestly, one of the funnest days for me. And that's the year I turned 30 and my birthday was in tier four lockdown. that I need to do something to make this year a bit special. And it was absolutely the most special. And then I vowed to myself, I'm never doing another marathon, but then the vow only lasted a year.
3: So don't tell me, right, okay, marathon ticked off the list, going to do another one. Ironman next?
0: No. Well, I can't <laughs> swim, unfortunately, so I can't do a triathlon. I've tried to learn how to swim. That's one of the few sports that I've tried and never been able to do. I have no idea why. It's, it's really I can't even float, weirdly. So I have done biathlons where I can cycle and run, but I've never been able to swim, so I've never done a triathlon.
3: Okay, I mean Iron Man is in the fifty is it fifty miles Iron Man? How far is Iron Man?
0: No, so the Iron Man is, is, is a triathlon is that,
3: where you oh, swim three well? three point oh.
0: eight K, you do one eighty K bike ride and a, oh, and a full marathon. marathon. Oh yeah, yeah, you are right. I
3: did know that.
0: So I haven't okay. but I haven't done any ultras if that's what you mean because Oh nah, that's it. That's what I, mean. I don't think I fancy anything more than forty two. I think forty two K is more than enough. It's an amazing thing. I honestly I would recommend like anyone who wants to give it a try. It's not so much like the running itself it's just the atmosphere it's just it's just a whole thing like you see people like running for all sorts of causes, and some people who who aren't runners and doing it in six seven eight hours and just doing it and i just have enormous admiration for everyone who does it because it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life i was looking at stats i think it's like 0.001 percent of the world's population that even attempts it and i think it's just an amazing amazing thing to do credit to
1: you I couldn't imagine doing that, but maybe... I'm
0: sure you can if you put your mind to
1: it. A... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need to take the inspiration like, uh, and then just properly give it a go. I think yeah. 5K is a good first step. And,
3: oh, and yeah, Of course,
1: I will link like all of these, these like, are part, part run and any other
0: um, institutions
1: nationally. Yeah, Achilles International
0: on. would be a good one because they are worldwide. Including in the US. In fact, they're very big in the US and they find anyone who needs a guide for marathons, for 5Ks or, or whatever. And it's incredible. And to your point, like 5K is a brilliant start because it is definitely do, like, doable. And you know, before you know it, if you enjoy it enough, like I hated running for the first three years because I don't know how to do slower runs. Yeah. Once you start, start to vary up your runs and like start having targets and stuff in mind, like I try and go for just once a year to get a PB. Because you yeah. can't get it all the time. It's never gonna happen. But once a year sounds like a reasonable target to aim for. Absolutely.
1: Hopefully. And of course like the other sport that Selena touched on. Do you wanna sort of round this out with the, the trifecta, Selena?
3: Um, what did I search on? Gold ball?
1: Yeah, that's the one.
3: Goldball <laughs> So you play gold ball. I do. Um, what level are we at with that one?
0: <laughs> so, as I say, I don't get to train train for that. I'm not very good. I am... So, with global rankings, players are ranked between one and five. One kind of is your novice, and five is your amazing elite player. So, I'm ranked four. So, I play both intermediate and, and elite, which means I'm pro, probably at the better end of intermediate and a shift elite player. <laughs> but I'm much better defensively than I am offensively. I haven't got the best shot. So, when I play elite, I'm normally centering for the team. So, kind of taking up that, that defensive role in intermediate, I do a bit of both. Well, I absolutely love love the thrill it. and it's a very timely podcast because we just had our our intermediate trophy mm. finals yesterday, which my team won for the first time. So I was incredibly proud. Wow! So we are the best team in the country at the moment.
3: There, there you are. go, because wow. they had you on the team and that can-do attitude. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, well, no, I, I swear. Like I've been with the help. team
0: for a while, and we never won. This was the first year. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did you um play them your TED Talk before you went on court? Oh, I was, wish. Was that the difference? <laughs> <wish>. Nothing is <laughs> <Did> impossible.
0: <you? laughs> that's how long the match would have lasted.
3: <laughs>
0: no, the you, final. You we won four three, so it couldn't be any closer.
3: No, that's really cool. I used to play goalball, ball, but I've I've recently given up and trying out blind football now. Have you tried that one?
0: Ah, oh, I have. I have, but I I didn't really like it. I, know that no, weird. At- I think my, it might have been my first experience with awful. It was um, in Stratford when they were having some Premier League fo- footballers who wanted to give like us a chance, at etc. And I had no idea how to play football. And no one told me that I shouldn't play with my glasses. And someone was trying to tackle me and my glasses went inside, like cut cut my skin so I had to end up in A&E like a few minutes later. So I only tried it once after that. And I don't know if it's to do with some subconscious fear or whatever, but I didn't really like it. Like didn't particularly enjoy it, so no, I haven't tried that for years now. Maybe worth worth giving it a try at some point again.
3: I, I definitely I, want I, to try
0: the sports. Yeah, definitely want to try them.
3: Yeah, with blind football, I think I'm loving the running aspect more a bit than the actual football bit. I love the bit where I'm chasing the ball and then I forget that. Oh yeah, I'm actually supposed to be getting the ball. I'm not just running. <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah,
0: that's the thing. That's what I meant with like I love sports which involve a physical <laughs> element, like archery or like bowls. The way you're a bit more static aren't necessarily the things which I particularly enjoy. And as I said, I've tried lots of different sports and like, I've tried rock, like rock climbing and skiing and all mm. that stuff as well. Skiing is actually an amazing sport as well from a cardio perspective. Absolutely brilliant. As long as you don't mind uh, falling a million times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the cold. That's my issue with skiing.
0: I, I don't like the cold as well, actually. But one thing I've noticed about myself is I don't like the cold unless it's to do with life sports or so, exercise. So like I have done park run in all sorts of town ter- Temperatures, and I have done cycling, but generally, I'm an absolute worst when it comes comes to like being out without my jumper and stuff. If I'm not doing sports, so it is a weird, weird relationship. But but generally, ski, skiing is absolutely amazing.
1: There you go, another one to try. Well, I think what we what we we'll have to do, Naki, is we'll, we'll have to get you back to talk through some of this in more detail. because I'm just very aware of, of keeping
0: you longer. I've I've enjoyed this probably more than you guys have.
3: No, no, honestly, no, no, I, I feel yeah, like, yeah, really yeah, I've been really enjoyed listening to you, you talk. I mean, when we met, I didn't really have a full conversation with you. I didn't really get the opportunity. No. So it's, it's been nice to have this chat. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I, I got you on the show because you've been really good. No, literally, <laughs> you've
0: put my life out here, haven't I? Talked about yeah. pretty much everything. But
1: that's where the best content comes through <laughs> okay. brutal honesty and yeah that's, exactly that's what exactly and
0: hopefully you know one of these times we can talk a bit bit more about other aspects like our independence around resilience around other bits because i feel that is such an important thing right when it comes to disabilities and the like the VI world and i guess i've had a very different perspective living in different countries and, and experiencing that as well
1: absolutely okay so what i'm going to do is i'm going to hand over to selena in fact to wrap us up
3: okay no thank you for just putting me on the spot again and making me look like i know what i'm doing not no but it's been such a great show thank you Naki, so much for coming on and telling everybody your story and i hope people have listened (laughs) um taken on board everything you've said because you've said some really valuable things but i think there might be a lot of people out there thinking oh my god i can never be like him he's just taken things to a whole new level and set the bar so high but I think people need to remember it's just from what I've heard anyway listening today is that can-do attitude and that's what's going to get you far in life if you want to get far in life you've broken down so many barriers and done some amazing things I I I want to be more like you basically um so thank you for coming and inspiring me never mind anyone else and um, yeah assuming, no. it, get you back, it has can been it?
0: amazing and i just want to say selena, to your point if I, if, I, if anyone's listening honestly i can assure you that i'm no way extraordinary i think it's just about the attitude you have and hopefully with, with, with a bit of luck and support you're going absolutely get anywhere hopefully you enjoyed
1: all of those sports but before we cap off selena you you are an athlete have you got anything coming up that you're training for or got in the works?
3: Um, I've recently taken up blind football, and that's my thing at the minute. So I am working hard to, to make something of that.
2: And I'll make it my mission to take up a sport. <laughs> Drinking's not a sport, I've told you. No, but competitive eating is.
1: That, that's not a sport, though. It has to have been at the Olympics to be a sport. I'll get it in the Olympics. Skateboarding wasn't a sport until, like, last year. Yeah, exactly. Olympics. that's the rule okay so until next week you can find us at all the links coming up of course I won't say anything horrible to the listeners this time Selena, do you want to say something nice for them
3: Uh, uh
2: thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast your feedback and comments mean a lot to us so if you'd like to get in touch you can do so in the following ways
1: You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube at Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com.
3: Remember to like, rate, review and share with a friend.
1: This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. I, I'm from a very working class background, unless you're just ferreting a ball into a hoop or a gold